time for Loud Pipes, the podcast centered around motorcycles, the motorcycle experience, and other automotive diversions. Recording from RDub Studios in Charlotte, North Carolina, or wherever sufficient bandwidth can be located, here's Rich Warfield and Rico Hogan. Loud Pipes episode 54. I got first hand look at a goozy I've been drooling over for a while. John's going to talk about the new spiders for 2017. And it's been a while, but Rico's in the house. What's up, my people? What's happening, buddy? How are you? Oh, man. A little up here in CR, but you know, we're maintaining, maintaining it. Nice, nice. Well, you want to start us off with the old beer segment? It's been a while. Do you remember how to open a can and a bottle? Oh, my goodness. Yes. You know what? And I just cracked it open, and I'm drinking uh, Boohoo Amber Bach. Nice. Local? Is it local? I think it is local, and I can't find the location on the bottle, but uh, we can look him up. Very nice. Very nice. Our uh, technical director, Mr. Marco, you got a beverage, my man? Yeah, I'm drinking some Gatorade tonight. Whoa, you crazy man. You <laughs> I, I settle down. Settle down. You better well, sip it. You better sip it. Yeah, well, I just got back from the nice little ride tonight, so I gotta rehydrate myself so I can go out tomorrow. Good man. There you go. You got a little wet too, right? You said? I got a little wet. Downpoured. All right, we'll get into cool. that in a minute. Well, I am drinking an old favorite, and it is no OMB. None other than the World Beer Cup Gold Award winning Noda Brewing's finest hop, drop, and roll. Hop, drop, and roll. IPA and keep the tradition alive. There she is. Canned. <laughs> How that taste? Really good? I think this is my favorite part of the show. The beer? Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. crack open a cold one. You know, it's been a long day. Well, scratch has been a long week, and it's been hot. We've been riding. Well, Johnny's been Johnny. Well, no, Johnny, you ain't been riding. What have you been up to? I've been on vacation, my friends. Oh, I see. Hey, so where'd you go for vacation? Went to the Tennessee, over to uh, Sevierville in Tennessee for a couple of days, and uh, then we jumped over to Bryson's or Cherokee for a day into the uh, Great Smoky Mountain Railroad. Oh, nice. Train and you, you said it was boring you to tears, right? Yeah, it, it was pretty rough. It, um, we've learned that we don't need to go on a train ride again anytime soon. <laughs> now that now they got a little sick, and and we were supposed to take the moonshine car, but that's the, that car was broke down, so we had to go regular first class. Oh man, that's tough. So, first class. Oh yeah. Got it is rough. He's complaining. Meal sir. Yeah, I got meal served, but yet, you know, on the moonshine, we, we were going to get some uh, beverage, but uh, this one you had to buy. Huh. So, but we didn't do that because, oh God, I think we'd been puking if we did. Yeah, I can imagine. But, you know, talking about that, not to get thrown a leg over anything, I did throw my leg over a jet ski, though. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So that was the main attraction for our trip. We went out and rented two jet skis. 
in Tennessee and nice. went around for went around for about two hours running around on Douglas Lake in in Tennessee. Oh, that's cool. It's too bad it's not a licensed motorcycle. You could have logged the miles. <laughs> I know, right? I, I I was thinking about doing that. I had the phone out there. I was thinking, well, I can fire up easily pride. But I don't think I would have gotten twenty five miles in. Too right. funny. Yeah, twenty five miles in the water, that'd be a pretty long day. Right. Even on a jet ski, so Yeah. Yeah, I've I've been doing a little riding. I've mainly been riding at night because it's it's still hot. Although it's taken a turn this week, I do notice a little change in the air. It's not quite as hot as it has been. And I think Monday here it's only supposed to be eighty one as a high. So that'll be that'll be delightful if it well, you, if it comes you through. You know what? You know the the key word there was little riding. Yeah, I've been <laughs> it's been like fifty. Yeah, I've been doing like six points, seven points. So Rico, I want to give you a little tidbit on this little challenge. I took okay. two days off. Two days. I still have more miles than Rich. Uh, <laughs> and he's been and he's been riding five. Jeez. So come he has, on, buddy. So so he has two hundred and eighty five miles. And I'm at three sixty. Yeah. Well, I th- a couple of things have come to light on this. Uh, nah, uh, nah, uh, okay. <laughs> yes, go ahead. I'm ready for you. What do you, what do you got? You're, you're ready for me, but you're, you're chipping in or butting in? <laughs> <laughs> Not me. Let's go. What, what you got for us? Well, I, all I wanted to say is we, we've got a couple of recordings or sessions lined up, so... We're going to get together probably on the 31st at the end of the challenge. And that'll be our, that'll be the loud pipes episode for that week. Um, but we're also going to call in both throttled and the motorcycle men. So that'll kind of be the announcement of the winner. You know, we'll kind of get some initial thoughts and I, I mainly want to keep that show to the experience. You know, we'll live stream it. I just want to hear people's thoughts on what they really enjoyed. You know, what kind of riding they did maybe the coolest place they went to, things that they saw, stuff like that. And then <laughs> after that, we're going to have the post-mortem. So we're going to have a separate round table with everybody and we'll live stream that. Probably won't be an episode, but uh, we'll stream it. People can participate if they want. Um, I know several listeners have written to us and have written to Throttled, just sort of, you know, mentioning some things that they noticed that we can possibly do better or things we can change going forward and make the challenge even better. So. Is that what you're thinking, John? Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of things we can make to change around a little bit. I think it can help out a lot of things with a challenge. I know on the way back, Nellie and I, or on the trip, Nellie and I talked about ideas. I mean, because she was part of this and knows some stuff, and she was throwing some ideas out too. Yeah. And uh, I listened to the latest episode of Throttled, and they had some comments on there that were kind of kind of cool comments, suggestions they came up with. That. Yep. They had some good ideas as well. and. I want to give a little shout out to uh, Zion's Dream, a uh, gentleman I talked to on Eat Sleep Ride quite a bit, and I know he's ridden with the motorcycle men, I think up to High Point back in the, yeah. in the spring. Yep. But he sent me a well-thought-out, really long email that, to me, it really strikes to one of the cores that I was trying to bring into the challenge. And while the first... The first line item in the charter is to get people to ride every day. The second line item was to share it on social media, <laughs> which to my knowledge, no one is doing except me, which I ended after a third day. 
Uh, so. <laughs> I'll give credit. I know Larry has done a couple of posts. I've seen something on East Sleep Ride where he's posted a couple of things on his ride. Yeah, recently he has. That's that's correct. Yep. So so that's the thing. Uh, to to kind of not get in much detail with that, but my comment on that is, you then if that's going to be the key of trying to do that, the number of miles needs to go down drastically. Well, that's so, so because because if you throw out. We talked before the show. If you run a 150 mile ride, that's three hours. That's a if you go do 150 miles and then go to like OMB, that's now you're up to four hours. Yeah, no, I I totally get it. So I think the miles is still going to be there. We're not sure how riding every day is still going to be important because that's I, I think that's good for everything. It's good for the challenge. It's good for the people riding. You know, you're you're in riding shape. You're out there every day. You're sharp. And it's also safety. You're putting more bikes on the road more often. And the more we're seen on the road, the safer we're going to be. I almost right. got clipped today. I was on Independence Boulevard coming up to Matthew's Fun Machines for something cool that we'll talk about in a minute. And this car just decided they were going to come out in my lane. Kind of slow speed, but you know, I'm watching because my lane's moving, the other lane's not. And you're just waiting for someone to dart out in front of me. And sure enough, one car did. And I just... You know, use the uh, Vance and Hines horn on my on my bike, <laughs> and she stopped. And her, I'm telling you, her eyeballs were the size of softballs, and her mouth was wide open. She was just horrified. She's like, "Oh my god!" It's like, "Yeah, there's someone over here." Right. Yeah, I had that little. I won't say as much of an incident, but there was one tonight coming out riding, and a lady was coming down. Well, this car was coming down towards me. You know, two lane road, and the car in front of her wasn't going. The two cars in front of her were not going fast enough, so she decided to cross the double line and the turn lane kind of section to go by at least one of these cars. And I mean, yeah, I had room enough to react because she was coming towards me, but I mean, it's just like really, people, you're in that much of a hurry. Yeah. So that so I just wanted to mention a couple of things that have come to light for me personally during the challenge. Um, one is. It's been great getting out to ride every day. And I only didn't ride when I was away on work. There's one day I didn't get points because I was short mileage, but I've been out on the bike every day, which has been great. I've sort of, you know, reconnected with my bike. I understand that, you know, what I like about it, I still love the, the motorcycle, but the things that you kind of overlook when you're not riding it that often, or if you only take a long trip every now and then, you can overlook some things. If it's not 100% comfortable or something kind of bugs you, but riding it every day and putting, you know, 25, 50, 75 miles on it every day, those little things that annoy you, they really come out <laughs> with a vengeance. <laughs> well, so I guess what I'm saying is I saw the FJ09 again today and I was like, hmm, that's to, interesting. <laughs> to give kudos as well. And Nelly and I talked about this. Um, on the way back about the challenge if this challenge wasn't going on i wouldn't have have put in as many miles i as i have so that's kind of kind of good as a new rider for me to get out there and experience different things yeah so so i'll give credit to that much of the challenge and it has been good Uh, i think the last about since the last episode i haven't been as chorn as as i first week yeah, and, and that's that's really the the crux of what Zion's dream was saying is 
I'm not going to get into the whole detail, but essentially his idea is to make it about sort of the ride and the destination. Miles will still be there. We can still do miles as a tiebreaker or some other bonus scenario, but the, the kind of move it to the core of the challenge being going somewhere and sharing it. Like, and whatever we end up being, you know, I'll, I'll share what his theme was. His theme was you get, you need to go through the alphabet in terms of cities. Like every city that you go to, like you have to go to a city that starts with A and get a picture of your bike with the, like the city sign and then post it to this Facebook group. And then the administrators watch the Facebook group. That's how you get, that's how you gather points. And then say, okay, now I got to find a city that starts with B and I have to go there and I have to get a picture. And if that city's out of your state, you get extra points. So it was things like that. It's like, let's pick something that we have to ride to, make it more fun, make it more a trip, a journey, something cool to see. And then the kicker is you're going to have to share it. If you don't share it, you're not getting any credit for it. End of story. Can you, can you do multiple letters in the same day? All details we're not getting into. There's just, okay. that's just right. the concept of it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. So conceptually, like I said in the email that I sent out to everyone, social media posts, probably going to be required next challenge, you know, going somewhere, you know, getting a picture with something probably required mileage is still going to be important. We'll probably drop the minimums. We'll probably do a sliding scale, something like that. I can feel that stuff coming just at hearing the other people talk hearing fans talk about it. I can hear it moving in that direction. And that gets you away from oh man, I have to go get 25 miles today. It's like, no, what I really need to do is I need to plan for like Thursday night. I need to go to Albemarle. I need to go to town hall and get a picture of the city sign. So you make a trip out of it. I say blow the miles, no sliding scale on the miles. A mile is a mile, no matter what you go to. I think, I think the miles are going to be a tiebreaker. That was his suggestion was you just keep the total miles. You do a picture of your odometer start, picture of your odometer at the end. Total miles go into the bucket. If there's a tie, like if everyone gets all the same destinations and points, you break the tie with the total miles. And that way it also removes the app, which people have had trouble with. I like Eat Sleep Ride. I like those guys. I think they're they're spot on. They're super responsive. Their dev team is outstanding, but some people have had trouble with the app. So try to maybe not make the app a requirement next time. Okay. Unfortunately. Well understand so we won't hash this anymore <laughs> yeah and i'm sorry if people are bored about this but you know, please let no, us no, know no 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 i think that we can sit here and talk about it more but i just think we can move on you know what they need to do everybody just need to get iphones problem solved yeah no kidding i well this just it reinforces again that the android phones as hardware and whatever might be just as good but when you step down from the top tier apps the focus is still not Android. Whether it's right or not, the focus is still iOS. The apps are still more mature. They're still better. They work better. It still works better as a complete package. Whether you want to you know, say the Android phone itself is better or not, when you look at the complete package, I think the iPhone still kicks its butt. And it's not even close, I don't think. Here's my couple of cents on that. Number one. Um, oh, make I- it a full dollar. Come on. Let it out. Yeah, go on. <laughs> Come on. High baller. Big baller. Big spender. As soon as Make as soon as the, as soon as the challenge is done, I will start using the Android my Android to see if I have the same issues. 
Um, and I, I have not emailed about Kevin, but one thing I would probably th- throw out there is once you save your ride, go to the group and look at your numbers of miles. If you knew you did 100 miles and and you saved it and it doesn't show upload to Eat Sleep Ride that you went 100 miles, send them an email. I mean, that's my where I would go with it. Well, here's have, what I do just to be safe. Every time I stop the bike, I save the ride. I don't pause it. And then, you know, save it for later and all that crap. Every time you stop the bike, open the app, stop it, save the ride. And then, like you said, hit the dashboard. It should say at the top, uploading one ride, yay. And then, yeah. like you said, if you don't see your miles increment, you know something happened right there. Don't wait until you've ridden 150 miles and then start whining and complaining because your busted old Android's not working. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I'm making it rain, baby. I'm making it rain. Making it rain. Oh man. So so I mean that's that's my 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 agree with you, Rich, on that. And that's what I do. I mean, I look at my phone and see how many it does. Now now I will also agree on this much with Zion Dreams about his comment about the miles. You know, if we save your ride, you go out there, you know you've done fifty miles today. Yeah, I I don't know. You're playing a system, but if you take the system out so nobody knows what you're doing. Then you got to focus more on what you're, what you're doing. Yeah. I really like what he said about the social media. You know, whatever we decide that we have to ride to, you know, be it counties, be it restaurants, be it pubs, be it dealerships, what, whatever we decide. I love the idea of getting a picture, sticking it in social media. It's like, hey, look, I made it to the first goal point and here's my post. And then as admins, you know, us, Ardub Studios being the admins of the challenge, all we have to do is monitor the Facebook group. And then we see, right. oh, okay, look, somebody posted uh, goal post number one. You get your points for that. Done. No app, no saving, no miles. You know, we just look at the miles at the end of the challenge and break the tie. Yep. I love it. Zion's dream. You're the man. <laughs> and we're going to get him on the show. Well, I mean, I think we've all tried to come up with different ways, ideas on how to do something. And that's, that's kind of a one out of the box. So yeah, I wouldn't say out of box. I was I was doing something with miles in the back of my head, but that's kind of a, a fun way to look at it. It is, and then you can all do right, them right. at any times. So yeah, that that horse is dead. We've kicked it to the car. Yeah, I mean, yeah, well, I'm, that's enough. That's enough. Moving on. New topics. Rico, Rico wants to hear about. Where I you can't went. ride, so it's frustrating. Oh man, how's that for a transition, huh? I love it. Mm-mm-mm. I love it. Well, I don't know what it sounds like, but boy, I got a look today firsthand. Oh, come on now, DJ Diddles. Give at it to me. The Moto Guzzi MGX 21 Flying Fortress Bad Boy. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> You've been dealing with yourself for a long time about this bike, so I'm anxious to hear what you got to say. Oh, about man. I, I said diddling. I used up a whole <laughs> box of tissues earlier today. It was ridiculous. <laughs> uh. So you've heard us talk about this bike before. We we first saw it in concept probably a year or two ago. Really sort of fell in love with the style. At, at least I did. I know Rico likes it as well, but he sort of... You know, jumped over the fence and bought an Indian. So anyway, moving on. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't hate you for it, brother. I don't hate you. I don't hate, don't hate. 
But yeah, I got a firsthand look at this Flying Fortress, and I'm not going to say MGX-21. That's a mouthful. It's a Flying Fortress. And first thing, Rico, that hit me, stunning. Just stunning. I mean, all the pictures I've looked at don't do this bike any justice. Even the pictures that I took myself today, looking at them right now on my laptop, no way. doesn't even begin to tell the story of how good looking this thing is. Wow. Wow. It's that good. Did you good. throw a leg over it? I did not because they were prepping it. It's like it just kind of arrived, I guess, in the last day or maybe even today. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. the dealer was prepping it. The seat wasn't even installed properly. So, oh, wow. And still, it looks stunning. Yeah, they just kind of set the seat on there so I could take a picture. But um, yeah, I, I got to give props to um, Matthew's Fun Machines. They have three of them. What? So they must, they must have some pull. They have serial number six. 11 and 12. Get out of here. Okay, did you put any money down? Is my next question. <laughs> no, but that's, we're going to have to get into that in the downshift. <laughs> really? Really? Because you got three bikes you can give up? Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, wow. Man, oh, man. Wow. So, I don't know. It just... Yeah, go ahead, John. Are, are, they gonna, are you going to be able to get a test ride on one? Yeah, I think so. I think one of those are going to become a demo bike. And, you know, I talked to our, our buddy, Jim May today. He was, he was hanging out over there and, you know, he said, take the California out. I didn't, I didn't have time today, but that's what he was saying. Take the California out like Rico did. You'll get a sense for the motor. You'll get a sense for most of the chassis. Uh, the flying fortress is raised just slightly. They kind of raised up the exhaust a little bit and it, it's got quite a lean angle. If you look at some of the early reviews, they're getting this thing laid over quite a bit. It's pretty impressive for a bagger. That's awesome. No, I I say the, ride the Fire and Fortress, you know, because it's still, it's a totally different, I would imagine yep. it's still a totally different bike. And I think you the know, fairing's going to change everything. It. Yep. Yep. And the big front wheel is going to change it because the California, what was the front wheel? Do you remember? 18 maybe? No, it could have been, but yeah, it, it, it's an awesome ride, and you still have all of the electronics and everything um, that you get on the California, right? All the traction control, the different modes for the engine, and all that. I believe so. Yeah, it's all that's yeah, all yeah. there. Yep. Eighteen yeah, on the eighteen on the California fourteen hundred custom. Eighteen. Wow. Okay, so eighteen on that twenty one. That's going to feel different. That's where that's going to feel different. You, well, you know, Rico, looking at the bike and the, yeah. the Flying Fortress. I actually could see Rich on that thing. I could see Rich on that thing. <laughs> I could totally see it. I could see Rich on that bike. I can. I think he should get that bike for Barb. I'm not. I'm not saying that. He'll no. be the only one that has it. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully, and it'll still go with my new helmet. Right. Waka waka. I mean, waka waka waka. <laughs> Dizzle. I feel like I should have uh, the ones and twos tonight or something. I'm just that giddy. <laughs> Yeah, we should just start playing music and hanging out, hanging out, right? So, oh man, so the carbon fiber on this too, and I, John, I told you this earlier was, or actually, we were talking in Slack. You can tell it's real carbon fiber because that front fender is so thin; it's it's like the thickness of a potato chip is how I describe it, or like a Pringle. It is not very thick at all, and it's so light and oh man just carbon fiber dripping off this thing it's beautiful beautiful wow 
you just had an orgasm. Matt finish everywhere. Yeah, and I'm I'm out of tissues now. I'm just making a mess over here. <laughs> there goes the eat. Uh, yep. <laughs> oh man. So a, a couple of things I did notice from the early reviews is they had this little stabilizer under the steering column. And I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to slow down the rate of turn on the forks because of the big front wheel. So that, you know, they kind of have a tendency to flop at low speed. You know, if you're, if you're at low speed and you're kind of leaning, that big wheel will kind of want to flop over on you. So they put a little bit of a stabilizer on it. And I've, I've read two different reviews now that have said that that is a little awkward at low speed. But once you get up to speed, it, you don't notice it. So I don't know uh, how that'll play into it. At low speeds, what are, you, what are they saying low speeds are? Well, like five, 10 miles an hour. No, like parking lot maneuvers. You know, you're kind of going slow, turning it into a parking spot or something like that. Because you, you know, when you're out on the road, you don't turn the bars that much. But then in a parking lot, you put a lot of bar into it. And then this little stabilizer doesn't let it travel as freely once you go beyond like the midpoint. So it feels a little awkward there. But I'm sure you get, they, one guy said he got used to it in about half a day. So it wasn't a problem. Sweet. So sweet. So I'm I think I'm going to have to fly it. Charlotte to ride that thing. <laughs> so 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 giddy. So giddy. Uh so yeah, I've just I don't know, I spent about ten, fifteen minutes just looking over the details. Um put some pictures in the show notes, which all the pictures were in Slack earlier today. So if you were a patron, you would already see them. Just saying. <laughs> and yeah. Talking we, about Patreon. <laughs> God. We have a new member. We do have a new member. I think we welcomed Chris in the last episode, did we not? I don't know if we did or didn't. Yeah. Well, let's formally welcome Chris, our newest, our newest patron. Woohoo! Yeah, Chris. Hand clapping and stuff. Yeah, we need some more effects. But yeah, Chris is from Iowa, and he's joined us in on Slack. He's going nuts in there, and then he's picking up a ninety. If I got the year right, ninety. What ninety something Goldwing? I think it's a ninety nine. From his uh, a relative. Yeah, his great uncle. So that'll be cool. Yeah, get something from the family. Give me, give me a second. I will see if I can find an answer for us. Yeah. So yeah, that's fun. That's awesome. Yeah. So that also means there's only one left on the first five. So when that's gone, that'll complete our our nice little first five group. So it's it's cool. It's I was telling my wife the other day. I said that this little community we're building here, um, in the patron group, it, it really feels like a cool thing, and I just. The more people that get in there, I think the more fun it's going to be. So yeah, I can't wait. Just for all the all the pings I had to catch up on. <laughs> yeah, I looked you, in there, I was like, "Holy <laughs> cow, you guys just blew it up!" I was like, "What the?" Yeah, you sign in after two days now, and it's like ninety-eight missed messages. Or <laughs> I know, I was like, "What?" Rico's well, like, the "There's only to get eight people this. in here." <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's kind of like the thing. I think uh, you know, Chris is really enjoying it, so he gets breaks in the middle of the day, so he starts chatting with us which is kind of good that we've been sitting around and been able to catch up with him and chat with him and so yeah and it's cool too because uh the other guys are in sweden and you know when it's their evening it's kind of like the middle of our day and then when it's our evening it's real late for them but at the the time change on some of that is interesting to see like you know we're wrapping up our work day and you know they're they're drunk for the night going to bed <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so it's a 99 honda gl 1500 gold wing That'll be cool. Pictures on that'll be thir- cool. Yeah, it only has thirty nine thousand miles on it. 
Dang, he never rode it. It's been parked for the last five years. Cool. Wow. Maintenance. Yeah, small maintenance. Good, Good stuff. For it. So yeah, yeah. Big welcome to Chris. And like I said, he is part of the first five. So his t-shirt has been ordered and shipped and on its way to Iowa. Sweet. I got to get that picture out there too. That's right. Yeah. Don't forget your picture. All right. Anything else you want to know about the Flying Fortress? I mean, it's a bad boy. Oh, yeah. I want I mean, it. The, the instrument cluster. I mean, how did that all look? I mean, give me some details, baby. The, the, the brake calibers. <laughs> is, it, is it the way it's supposed to look? Is it what they've been telling us is how, how it's going to look? Oh, yeah. Does it look that way? Oh, yeah. It's, it's got all of the look. The, the fairing is cool. Yeah, I made a comment to someone I was talking to earlier. It's like, if if uh, Batman was a badass, this is what he'd be riding. Yeah, you know, if he wasn't a good guy, like this, this would be his ride. Mm-hmm. But, and I don't know, I'm probably mixing up my comic book characters, but who cares? It's just, <laughs> man, yeah, the calipers look so cool. There's only just the slightest amount of red, just on the valve covers, and the Brembo calipers in the front. Dual, just looks awesome. And so I was going to say, so detail, I I got a nice picture I'll post under the front fairing, like just under the fairing, but like above, uh, like the bottom of the the triple trees, there's this little wing that you wouldn't notice unless you got up close. You know, it kind of, it's a little wing that goes under the fairing, has a couple little winglets built into it. And you can tell they spent some time on aerodynamics. And if I remember what i read correctly guzzi is one of the only ones that has like their own wind tunnel right so i'm i'm sure they put it to good use because when you look at this piece once you notice it you're like yeah the only reason you put that there is because you found something in aerodynamic testing that caused you to put that there right because it's not it's not a visual piece you look at it you're like that looks functional that's that's cleaning up the air under that fairing or something because it looks very purposeful and it's it's not a detail that you notice until you start looking around and you start looking at the lines are all stainless steel braided lines the oil lines that go down into the cooler and the cooler is all wrapped in carbon fiber and oh oh man Man. it's gonna be a long night wait can't wait to see these pics i'm bananas over this thing i've I, and, and Zion's dream shares my feeling on this. He he's excited for this bike too, and I was I was over the moon just in pictures, and now seeing it in person, it's like yeah, dream delivered. It's here, it's wow. available, and if you've got twenty four grand, you can have one too. Really, twenty four grand? Huh. Yeah, we figured it up. It's like it's like street glide money. So yeah. they get in a street glide that everyone and their brother has. Or I can get yeah. one of 500. Yeah. And stand out a little bit. So, oh, something unique. I don't know, brother. It's not, yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, that's why I got the ending because it's unique. And everywhere you go, somebody's going to say something to you about that bike. I don't know if you've experienced this yet, Rich, riding my bike, but wow. Uh, a little bit. I only put about 15 miles on it, but. Yeah, I did notice it definitely turns the heads. Every time you stop, all the cars sitting there looking at the bike, everyone riding by or looking at the bike, get a couple of thumbs up. So it's it's an eye, it's an eye catcher, crowd pleaser. It's big, it's hot, but it's comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> it is comfortable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
And if I didn't feel like dog crap, I would have kept riding it. Hey, it happens. But, yeah, but I pro- probably was about an hour away from putting myself in the hospital. Well, you get that goose, you won't have that, that problem. Yeah, just enough fairing on it. And that some other comments from the reviews was that the fairing does a great job of keeping the wind off you, but it's not a very big fairing. It doesn't look like it doesn't look like a massive fairing. But they say it does a good job of keeping the wind, you know, most of the wind off of you. Nice. So yeah. Can't wait. That I, I didn't get to see the instrument cluster. I know you asked about that. I got a picture of it with it off. They didn't you know they didn't click it on or anything. I don't think I even had a battery in it, actually. I mean, I think this was smoking right out of the crate. <laughs> wow. And you were there to watch the unboxing. Yeah, probably just after it. But yeah, it was sitting there like some reflectors and things that needed to go on it were just kind of sitting on the floor. And, you know, like I said, the seat wasn't even mounted properly. Wow. So, well, that'd be cool just to, you know, see those pictures, you know, before all that stuff goes on it. So you can see that whole process. Mm-hmm. that they have to do you know that'd be neat to see a bike put being pulled out of the crate being assembled maybe we should do something like that yeah that'd be fun i know my my buddy mike did that up in pa when he got his fat boy years ago uh he ordered it and when it came in he went down and watched him take it off the truck take it out of the crate he said it was the coolest thing ever yeah it's I, like i did that for the r6 did you then, took delivery yep. of it so yeah so oh, so I come you, off the truck, saw him pull it in the back, unbox it out of the crate. I was just like a little kid. I was so excited. Well, that being said, you you have to sell it to me. You can't let that go to some chump who's going to wrap I it around a pole. Exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Someone's going to love it, cherish it, and take care of it like I did. Well, we'll talk about it in the downshift, but I got some information on that later to, to share. Awesome. Cool. Well, since you mentioned Indian, and I know we've talked about this before, this probably should have been a U-turn topic, but we've always talked about Indian not having a rental program and how, if you know, if you really want to get the flavor of a bike, you kind of need to put some time in the saddle. Mm-hmm. So a nice little news article I stumbled across is that you can now get eight different Indian models through Eagle Rider. Now, Eagle Rider is a big uh, rental program across the u.s i know they've traditionally been mostly harley i think they also rent other bikes and you know we've heard kevin from the throttle podcast mention this recently he went on a trip to vegas and he rented through eagle rider and he had a good time on the indian so yeah they're big press release now from polaris corporate basically that they've got all eight models now in the program so that's cool it's a good way for people i think to get out there give the indians a proper shakedown and see see if that's your baby um, or not just give you a, a nice option to check those bikes out mm-hmm. so oh, yeah now you, you didn't need that rico right you just did a what two test rides two test rides yeah and i was hooked the one we did with the scout we got a chance to ride the um the vintage yeah you rode the chieftain the chieftain yeah. we did the scout and uh and then you did the roadmaster yeah, twice after that and right? i did the roadmaster yep yep and I just fell in love with it. I think, you know, I was looking for a touring bike that was comfortable, that fit me, and that I just enjoyed riding. And, you know, just the look of it being different from Harley. Um, yeah. And, you know, just being able to stand out a little bit. And that's why I went that way. You know, like I said, the only gripe 
And, you know, it's a small, small gripe. It's the heat in your lap. But like I said, you get used to it. Yeah. Uh, after riding it for a while, um, you get to know how to kick your leg up when it gets too hot. You'll get that. <laughs> you, you'll get that uh, the little in- <laughs> in cover thing I have on there to kind of help with that. But, you know, I'm going to look at other ways to kind of cool out that rear cylinder. Like I said, I'm going to do the AMS oil, see if that makes any different in, uh, difference and uh, see where that goes. But I miss my baby tremendously. And today, you know, I was out right out driving around and there was all these bikes going by going up the mountain i was like oh man i just need my bike so bad oh you some bitch i'm just i'm here for you brother i'm here for you uh, listen to it just just want to let that roll a little bit just yeah uh, <laughs> dang, dang it i'm coming baby i'm coming i'm coming we're, we're taking good care of her don't you worry yeah Talking about Easy Rider, I'm looking at the website and Rico, when you come back to the States, you need to go to Pittsburgh. Oh? Yeah. They, go to Pittsburgh? Okay. Yeah, because they, you can rent the, CS, the CSC RX3 Cyclone from there. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. Every time I think of you on a 250, I just chuckle. <laughs> yeah, you should chuckle because I chuckle. I was just letting you know you can spend a hundred bucks and see how it is. <laughs> yeah. the, the bike's thirty eight hundred dollars. Do you really need to rent? Yeah. <laughs> well, he could take the thirty eight hundred dollars, or maybe he need find something else that he might need to get. He might not realize he's got an upgrade. Oh man! Yeah, go, going from eighteen hundred cc's down to two fifty. It's a, it's a little. That's a huge jump, even from sixty six six hundred cc. It's huge. But so you know, you know it, it may be fun. Who knows? It's, it may be fun. Who knows? Who knows? The thing that that makes me crack up over that so much is when I put the pipes on my deuce, I spent like twenty eight hundred dollars. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, all that was was for a little performance. <laughs> Another grand, and I get a whole bike, whole bike. But they do look sharp. <sighs> you know, those CS those CSCs look. They look pretty sharp. They look substantial. You know, but you wouldn't, if you take all the badging off, the whole 250 badging, you wouldn't even know it was a 250. No, it looks cool. I'll, I'll give you that. It's it's a cool looking bike. And I, I love the knockoff cases too. You have to get those. Yeah. Yeah. I would get the whole package. I would get the top line, top of the line one if I had to get it. But, I, you know, I, I see it in my future. It's inevitable. Yeah. Really. Being well, here. Yeah. And one more comment about you on the Indian. And my good buddy, Robert, said this about me. One of the first times, or one of the first times we met up after you know I moved away, I showed up on my deuce, and he's like, "That bike is you." He's like, "That is totally your bike." And yeah. the last couple of times that you and I went riding, I kind of got that same feeling. I'm like, "That's Rigo's bike. That is him all the way." Yeah. So I'm curious to see. I get a little bit of that with John. I see he's getting more and more comfortable every time we get together. But uh, anything new from Can Am that's Sparking your interest for 2017? No. No? <laughs> okay, no. next topic. <laughs> See, I, that, I set up a nice transition and you just dropped it. <laughs> well, no, because you asked, me, you asked if anything touched my fancy. And no, because unfortunately, they came up with a new lineup for 2017 and they got rid of the RS and the ST models. Yeah, so I, don't, they, I don't understand that. What's, what's going on there? 
Uh, not only I've looked at some forms, and to my understanding, what they have people are saying is that you know the F three and the RT now uses the thirteen thirty inline three, and the ST and the RS uses the old Rotex nine ninety eight. So I mean, that's another engine they got to support. So they kind of dropped that line, so they didn't have to worry about manufacturing it. So they just dropped the bikes that had the twin, essentially. Yep. Okay. Yep, they had to, so. I know people were thinking that hopefully they were going to put the 1330 in the RS and the STs. The bad part, and I feel that with, at least with the RS and the ST, you can kind of get more aggressive in turns and it's more of a sport bike ride as you can, I mean, you sat on the Spider Ridge. Right. You know, that's where it is, where the F3 is more like a cruiser, sport cruiser. Yeah, they even call the the Daytona when they call it sport cruising, right? Yeah, that's what they call it. And and then the RT is your you know your touring bike, so you're really not going to get that aggressive in the turns with that big with with the gold wing type. So I'm, I'm hoping they're going to come back with the RS. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Um, they did lower the F3 down to be only seventeen, okay, or sixteen ninety nine. So I mean, it kind of lets people entry level people get in. Yeah, well, the, see, I think the challenge with, with the Spiders is they don't really have an entry-level one. You're going to have to get down to the 10,000 range to start calling it entry-level. Right. Me personally, I mean, I don't know. I, I look at that FJ09, which I'm still, I still can't stop thinking about. It's very kind of right. bugging me. But yeah, that's only 10,500. That is not an entry-level bike, but still, you know, price right. point. You know, your Sportsters, your uh, Indian Scout, your Octane, stuff like that. You're much closer to that 10000 price, much more attainable. I think sixteen. I think that's still a stretch for... Uh, it's it's a stretch. It yeah. is. And I agree with you on that. And and that's the thing. I think the, I think the RS for 2017, the RS for... Um, the RS starting out was 1499 So, I mean, that was your base model that they started out with so yeah and i I know it's probably hard to lower the price with that big triple because i'm sure that's that's much more than the twin that they had but right unfortunately i think it's gonna stay in that premium class if they don't get something down to ten thousand range it's gonna be hard for a a, you know a starter entry level yeah and and most people i think if you look at it and riding in the mountains even this past weekend when I was out, or past week when I was out there, I did see a lot of, you know, RTs. Everybody drives the big RTs. Yeah. You, you don't see many of the RSs, you know. Well, it's a tr- it's a transitional bike, and I, I want to get Rico's take, because he doesn't say much about the Spider, but from some stuff I've heard and been reading over the last couple of weeks after you had your show with the Motorcycle Men, is that's sort of one of the big demographics, is you've been riding a big touring bike, you either can't or don't want to hold it up anymore, a two-wheeler. Right. You don't want to do a trike, so a lot of people are moving over to the Can-Am, and the RT just slots in with the kind of bike they've been used to riding. So I think that's that's one of the key demographics, I think, for Can-Am with that Spider series. Right, yeah. <clears throat> I see a lot of women riding that bike, too. Yeah, I mean, I, I saw that as well. I mean, that's the thing. Um, I think it's kind of cool that they, with the F3S, with the Daytona model, they got the sport mode where you can kind of take off some of the traction control and let it try to break it loose and stuff. So I, I see them trying to do some things to be, get more people, but 
you know, as me as a rider, I don't think I want the sport touring, you know, sport cruiser model. So, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. If you're, you not, want, you're not there yet. And I mean, he's new to, you know, you, and I remember this when I was riding a crash rocket for the first couple of years, you know, you, when you transition from, you go through these phases as you mature in your writing. Um, when you first get into a lot of guys, they, they, you go crotch rocket. You know, you you, right. you get there, you get crazy on it, you do all the stupid stuff you know you shouldn't be doing, but you do it. You you go through that phase. Then you go, you know, you get a Harley, you start to slow down and take in the sights and relax and, you know, hang out with a mature crowd and, and, and just chill, you know. So you go through these transitions and now here I am on a touring bike, had no idea or just not an inkling that I would go that direction so soon. But I did because I can see, I wanted to buy a bike because I, you know, it's, it's, it was what, 14 years on the R6. So when I got the, the, the Roadmaster, I wanted something that I, I wouldn't have to upgrade later, you know, with all, I wanted to get everything on it. And so it'll last me a couple of years, another 10 years, 12, 15 years, whatever. Yeah. And now I have to look at, worry about looking at one upgraded. So I got everything I ever would want on a bike with this one. I can take yeah. everything off and change it up so it's not as heavy. You know, I take the tour packs off, take the bags off, take the lures off, and it's a totally different bike. So it's three bikes in one. I can totally do what I want. And I, if I have those mood swings where I want to go fast, I take off all the extra weight and go faster and yeah. take it around the corner. Cause I can lean that the, the Roadmaster pretty far over already. Oh yes, it you can. Good lean. <laughs> we good don't know lean. about that at all, Rico. We don't know about that yeah. at all. You know, it, about I that. mean, it's, it's a capable bike and it's, it, it, I, it, I can't describe it. It's just, it's, it's one of those bikes that you can really ride it aggressively and not have to worry about, you know, scraping or, or bottoming out or whatever. Like I said, you can stay in one gear and just ride it out. You know, it doesn't run out of breath till late in the rev. So, you know, you've got plenty, plenty of power. So I'm especially excited when, when I get the cams upgraded to see how much torque it adds and how it responds, mm. you know. And everything, but you know, like uh, I don't know where I was going with this, but you know, you go through these transitions, you know, in your life. And right now, John is in this sport, sport mode. I guess you know, as a you know, it's almost like a crash bike, but with three wheels. Well, yeah, and see, it's also you know, first first bike. You're never sure. It's like bike. I got to get right. something. Right. I got to get going. Right. You know, and, you know, it was a perfect bike for him. You know, yeah. really, it, it was. And I'm, I'm, I'm so excited that he's out there riding it every day and just putting a hammer down and just out there. I, I, I know that's how I felt when I first got my bike, just doing it. You know, just no matter where I was going, I was on my bike, and I can see John in that in that that mode right now, and just enjoying it and getting, you know, getting used to the bike. And you know, one thing I want you to do, John, is just ride it more in the rain get used to riding in the rain and knowing the bike, how it's going to perform in the rain, because you never know when you're going to get stuck in the rain. It could be a torrential downpour, but you got to have the confidence on that thing to be able to ride through that torrential downpour and get to where you want to go. And that, you know, puts out on the side of the road and wait for the rain to stop hours later, just ride on out. You know, talking about that, Rico, I, I had to do that tonight. Went out oh, riding good. this afternoon, and I hit a freaking rainstorm. 
I had I started leaving the house. I was like, oh, it looks like it's going to rain. So let me put the rain gear, my pants, my right, my my protected pants on, or you know the my overpants. Put those on, and I put the liner in the jacket. Went out, and all of a sudden, it just. I knew I was heading towards rain, and all of a sudden, it just opened up. It's yeah. Uh, it's it's interesting riding the rain on the spider because I feel like it gets very hydroplaney, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, where the wheels kind of feel like they're going to do different, and the back end feels like it's raised to slide as well. The back mm-hmm. tire. So, so if we start hitting rain and we're going someplace, I'll probably be slowing down a lot. Okay. So, but, so that's yeah. just one of those things because. Yeah. You know, I want just, you to get used. To, I want you to get used to that feeling, though, and really push—not really push yourself outside the envelope, but challenge yourself to kind of muscle through some of that. But you can right. ride at comfortable speed. You know, don't slow way down where you're. No, no, I was just I was down, down. around the corner. But I mean, take your time, but get used to the bike in the rain. You know what I'm saying? Yep. yep. And really, and kind of get to where you want to go in the rain, and feel comfortable riding it in the rain, and knowing that you know the traction control is built into your bike, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So all that slip stuff is already built into your bike. You just got to have the confidence riding that bike on. in the rain and, and, and just hang on and just go the way you need to go. You know, it'll, yeah. it'll, the park could take you there. You just got to trust it. Yeah. Yep. And, and I did. And I kept Especially if you're not doing anything stupid. I ain't doing anything stupid. I wasn't doing anything stupid. I was doing the speed limit and I was just, you know, just sitting there going down, you know, taking it nice and easy, you know, getting soaked. Yeah, I I'll, I'll my, take it one notch, one notch better. I I ridden the R six in a hailstorm <laughs> from work, so uh, it, there was a big storm coming in, and I said, "Oh man!" And then uh, I get the alert that there's a hell alert come. You know, there's a hell alert pop up on my phone. I like, oh, mean, I gotta get my bike home. And at the time, I lived about as close, about a three mile ride home from my job. So I was like, "I'll be back. I'm gonna go get the car. I'm you know just right take the bike home real quick." And but but. By the time I got to this traffic light to get on the main street to take me home, it started to hell. And that was the most painful experience ever. <laughs> that happened to us one year. One year in, in Laconia's bike week, that happened to us. I was on a rented, I don't remember if I was on the Deuce at that time, or I might have been on a Sportster a 1200 Custom. But we got caught in a hailstorm so bad that it accumulated on the road like snow. It was ridiculous. Oh. I mean, the, the noise off the helmet. It was like someone banging on your helmet with a hammer. Yes. Yes. It's the worst. That was, a, you know, and that was kind of the the trend at Laconia to talk about, you know, bike weeks a little bit. It's always rain up there and it just, it kind of got old, but I, I do miss it. I miss going up there and hanging out at the, you know, the usual places and riding up Mount Washington and the roads up there. I, I miss it. We, we got to go to a bike week, Rico. Yes. At some point, we we have to do Myrtle Beach, Sturgis, Daytona, something. I mean, something. I was leaving me out now too. Yeah, come on, come on. Well, I don't know if you, if you take a spider to Bike Week, you're probably going to get the crap beat out of you. <laughs> no, <I'm> just, <laughs> I'll protect you, John. Don't worry. Thanks, Rico. I'm just Thanks. playing with you. <laughs> but I was seeing pictures from Aaron, uh, Aaron Shaw from Jekyll and Hyde. She was up at Sturgis. So every every nice. picture I saw post, I was like, "Oh man, I'd love to be up there." Uh, but uh, she had she had a good uh, turnout up there. They sold out of all the product they took with them. Well, so, good for them. Yeah. Yes, yeah, real. 
Yeah. So talking about the lovely rides, you know, in the mountains, I did while I was taking the, the WRX, I did wish I had the spider on some of those roads. Not bad. Oh yeah. W- were they named, or do you remember what they were? Well, one of them that we did coming back over current, we took the Newfound Gap across up over the mountain from uh, Gat- Gatlinburg up and over to Bryson City. Oh yeah. Oh, that's a great road. Yeah. Up to about five thousand feet. Yeah, that was that was mm-hmm. a, that was a cool road. Um, Nelly even enjoyed it, and she thought the train would be something like that, and it wasn't. And she she had more fun taking going up over the gap than than anything else. I mean, she enjoyed that more than the train ride scenery. Um, nice. So that we'll we'll earmark that for a, a future future trip. Oh, and then the other one we need to take is uh, ninety six over near out of uh, Dandridge. Out of uh, over there and by Douglas Lake, where we rented the jet skis from. Oh, that was a beautiful road, too. I was thinking about that. Been fun to have to bike. So, very nice. There's two of them. Very nice. There you go. Something for you to do, Rich. Get out there and ride, damn it. I, I got to tell you, I'm over this challenge. I've realized my bike's not that comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I heard Kevin say it about his back is in a constant state of slight pain from, you know, kind of riding every day. And I don't really have any back pain per se, but my, like I said, my bike is not that comfortable to ride every day. That's, that's all I'm going to say. Yeah, I don't have that problem. I don't know. I, mm. This is bad. FJ. This is bad. I can't stop thinking FJ. about the FJ. But now that the right. good, now that the Flying Fortress is out, oh, yeah. oh man! If I wasn't, got to come up with that extra ten grand. If I wasn't about to spend an insane amount of money on the house, I would. I'd be negotiating hard with the misses right now. I think it's still possible. I don't know. We'll see. So, well, that's cool. John saw some good roads. Let's earmark those for. Some road trip. Some road trip. You guys want to talk about a couple of news stories before we shut this down? Yeah, man. What you got good for us tonight? Well, the first one I want to talk about is Harley-Davidson settled an agreement with the EPA on essentially their race tuner. Now, you guys all know the story on my bike. Vance and Hines, Big Shot Staggered, uh, Roland Sands Clarity Intake Cleaner. And, of course, the Screaming Eagle race tuner. So, apparently, the EPA is not happy with that in terms of, you know, even though Harley sells these as off-road sort of competition use only, you know, they're not happy with this, and they're kind of saying the bikes violate the, the Clean Air Act by installing these, and then the bikes are used on public roads. So, it looks like Harley is settled with them instead of sort of taking it through the courts, and they're going to pay a civil penalty of about $12 million, and they're going to spend another $3 million to sort of mitigate air pollution. And this is funny, Rico. You got to hear this. Okay. And John, too. You can relate to this from your, your New York State roots. This is from the Milwaukee Business Journal. <laughs> and the additional $3 million to mitigate air pollution is going to be done through a project to replace, get this, Conventional wood stoves with cleaner burning stoves in local communities. Shut up. I'm like, really? That's part of your penalty? Really? Wood stoves? That's ridiculous. <laughs> if anything, let's get some of these old diesels off the road. Are you kidding me? 
Yeah. And you know, I got a couple of opinions on this. I mean, for one, I thought as from a precedent standpoint, Harley should have fought this because now yeah, we're all everybody's going to get suckered into. We're all in trouble now trying to put a, put an EFI tuner on the bike and open up the exhaust and make it run better and basically not make the bike so damn lean. That's already choked off by the crap imposed by the EPA in the first place. So the whole thing to me, I really hate that they went in this direction. I understand, you know, settle it. Don't fight it in court. It's it's a drop in the bucket to them. You know, 15 million to Harley is a rounding error probably. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, I just feel it sets a bad precedence. And, you know, I think the, yep. the future bikes, they're going to have to be full on emissions or you're just going to have to buy a beater. Yep. If you don't give a I'll damn. Hold on to your older bikes. Hold oh. on to them old bikes if you want them you know, opened up and tuned and stuff like that. But if you're going to buy a modern EFI bike, I think you're kind of hosed going forward. But I don't know. Maybe maybe people just won't care. They'll just continue to modify them and and not worry about it. But in the grand scheme of things, the the amount of bikes that, you know, are in the pool, sort of the emissions pool, if you will, dude, it's minuscule compared to like cars and, you know, buses and trains and power plants and cows, okay? Cows are like right. number two on the methane chart. And farts. It's like, come on. It's just ridiculous. I, I have reservations about the EPA anyway, which we won't get into today, but I think it's a bad precedence. That's just my take. Yeah, you're uh, second in that. So who are we? Yeah, who are With we? Me or podcasters. <laughs> podcasters mouthing off once yeah. a week. So yeah, John, how's that feel? We've we've done once a week now for three weeks, four weeks. Yeah, we're doing good, man. I I think we have I think we done have done a good job on turning the channel. I think we've gotten everything worked out. So I think we we need to keep this momentum going. Yeah. What do you guys think? A lot of it's timing. I mean, I I do ask for a little patience from the listeners because we've not been consistent with the release date, but that's mainly because we've not been consistent with the recording day. And eventually we'll get that sorted out. We'll pick a day. The, you know, the recording schedule will be locked. It'll, we will do a live stream, which we're doing tonight. Uh, so if you want to join the show live, go to loudpipes.net slash live. We've got live stream technology in there. There's a chat room. If you want to click in, I don't know if there's anyone in there tonight. There was some people in there earlier, but I think they've since logged off. Um, but yeah, there's a, you know, we're going to do a live stream with every recording. That's the plan. Whether we continue using Mixler or we use something else, that is the plan. So we'll eventually we'll lock down a day. You can sort of rely on it. It'll be probably Wednesday or Thursday night around 9 p.m. <laughs> it's probably what it'll be. And then the goal is the podcast comes out, let's say, within 6 to 12 hours after the live show. So that's also the plan is to streamline it. Uh, I've got some equipment tuned in I've been working with for a while. John's been helping me. Rico's helped me tune it as well. And I think we're in a place now where we can we can almost do that elusive live to drive where we we have a show, we record it, and that show, once we hit the button to stop, can be posted. We're almost there. So just bear with us. We'll get the day settled here eventually. Yes, I think we will. All right. So that, that's it. That's my little rant on Harley's agreement with the EPA. I'm uh, not happy they did it, but I understand it. And it remains to be seen what will happen in the future. 
And it sounds like it's not a done deal either from this one article from the, like I said, the Milwaukee Business Journal. Um, there's still a 30-day public comment period before this uh, goes into court for final judgment. So I think it remains to be seen yet. Yay. Yay. All right. You guys want to do a U-turn topic? thought we did that. That's not U-turn. That's news. Well. <laughs> See, you got to hear the U-turn sound to know it's a U-turn topic. Oh, well, we did talk about the Milwaukee... Uh-uh, don't limit thing. That, don't get ahead of me. Don't get ahead of me. We did not. All right, all right, all right. Sorry, I'm gonna test you. Don't test me because I ain't study. <laughs> all right, we're gonna take a trip back through memory lane. Don't look at the article. Harley's current engine, the twin cam, was released in 1999, and is made through today. So let's call that 17 years. Prior to that was the Evolution, that was launched in 1984. Math, anyone? 15 years? Something like that. Something like that. Okay. John, get your calculator ready. (laughs) Hmm. Prior to the evolution, we had the shovel head from 1966 Mm -hmm. to 1984. Shovel head. John, math, please. John, are you asleep? Drunk? His calculator's busted. Mute switch stuck? No, he's got to hold on to the light. It's one of those uh, solar... Oh, it's solar one. <laughs> Stick it out the window. Get the street light. I'm here. Yeah, I was on mute. <laughs> no, shake it. No, hold it upside down. No. Yeah. 84 minus 66. What is that, my friend? Um, 18. Moving on. 18. <laughs> prior to that, prior to that, an engine that I'm fond of and I would like to have in some sort of custom, the Panhead, 1948 to 65, 17 years. Knucklehead, 36 to 47. 11. 11. The Flathead, 1930 to 48. That's 18 years. That's easy. And the original F-Head, 1914 to 1929. 15. 15. So feels about right for a new engine, doesn't it? Yeah. Yes. What are you going to do? <laughs> well, it's only a U-turn topic because we mentioned the rumors earlier. And it looks like, according to, if I can click the right button here, Motorcycle.com is saying that according to information uh, provided by or somehow leaked by our friends over at the EPA, it seems that the Milwaukee Twin is a coming. So we talk Milwaukee talk, Twin? Milwaukee Twin. Or I'm sorry. Milwaukee 8. <laughs> Milwaukee that's Twin. That, yeah, of course it's I'm, a twin. That's what I'm reading. Yeah. It says Milwaukee 8. <laughs> 8. And I was like, where did you get Twin from? But okay. Yeah, where's he got Twin from? Okay, well, okay. You're going to put two Milwaukees in, in, on the bike? Is that what you're going to do? Maybe. A pair of oh. Milwaukee 8s. That would be fun. Ooh. So this, this, the rumors came about originally because Harley owns a trademark for Milwaukee 8. But like I said, this um, data released by the EPA is sort of now confirming that the engine will replace the twin cam, um, 107 cubic inches and also 114 cubic inch model for the CVOs. And it looks like the new engine is going to come in the CVO Street Glide, Ultra Limited CVO, 
Electroglide Ultra Limited and the Low, something they're calling the Shrine Edition, and the Triglide Ultra and the Freewheeler. So, what do you think, Rico? Pressure from uh, Indian and Victory, or is it just time? And that, uh, now, the reason I, I set both. you up with the years is is because of that question. <laughs> yeah, I think it's both. I think with Indian coming out stumping the grounds with that uh, that uh, one eleven cubic inch, you know, yeah. Harley's needing to step up, and I think it's the timing is almost perfect for them to come out with this Milwaukee eight because they're pretty due for a new motor now. So on yeah. top of Indian and they yeah. need a new motor. It's time for Harley to step up and increase that uh, cubic inch. Well, I don't know about step up. I think timeline wise, it's no, just time. It it's just time for a new. It's engine. just step it up. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Mm. But, but the cool thing is, I think I, I like the cubic inch setup for the two engines. You got one hundred and seven, which is going to be just under. Um, what you call it, just under the Indian. Then you've got the 114, which is over. So you can kind of say, okay, well, you got the 107. It's on par with victory if you're just measuring cubic inches. It's a little below the Indian. If you want to go above, you get the CVO. And I think that's kind of a you know sales strategy. Think about it. I guess, but you know, why wait and pay all that extra money for a CVO when you just go buy an Indian or a victory? have a better motor and you can put a supercharger on a victory oh, yes, it's a Harley can. name yes you can and did you see the supercharger kit that Lloyd's released for the Indian for the 111 yeah yeah <laughs> yeah ridiculous <laughs> but I gotta say <laughs> I gotta say the aesthetics and the clean lines and installation of the victory still kicks yeah, butt out good. of what they did with the Indian I don't I don't know why it looks like that I mean couldn't they put a little more time into tightening it up a bit? Uh, I think they were probably forced to speed the speed that up to get it out there. I don't know if so I who get knows? if I, I get a Magnum, know. it's going to be blown by Lloyd's. That's for sure. <laughs> for dang sure. Awesome. So yeah, it looks like we're going to see new engines from Harley. The Harley New Year's this month. We'll probably hear about new bikes in the next probably in the next week or two. I think the dealer convention is. I got to look it up. It's coming up this month and we'll be talking about new Harleys pretty soon or at least I will Rico will go to sleep or maybe he'll drink a beer I don't know because he doesn't care I really don't care no I'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) all right Johnny it's hot in here I'm tired we got any events coming up that you want to talk about yeah there is a couple events there's a event at the cycle gears in Charlotte you are thinking about attending what he said Mm -hmm. (laughs) mm-hmm Yep. What I said. August 26th, 5 p.m. Uh, or thereabouts. I'm I'm not rarely on time. Keep that in mind. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We might have two little boys with him. <laughs> I am planning to attend Cycle Gears Bike Night here in Charlotte. That's on Independence Boulevard. It's technically in Matthews, I believe, at that part of town. Uh, but a great time. You know, stop by. If you're, if you're a listener and you want to stop by and say hello, please do. I don't know that I'll have any swag with me other than maybe some stickers or something, but I'm I'm fresh out of t-shirts, so maybe we'll get some for Barber, though. And then we have a big event coming up. Yes, yes. We have an anniversary. Woo! How many? How, how old are we going to be, guys? We're still toddlers. Two years old. Yeah. 
Hey, well, we're growing. <laughs> Rico will change his diaper and we'll get him a fresh bottle and we'll celebrate our second anniversary. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So what Hopefully are we going to do for our anniversary? I mean, let's do something fun, exciting. Let's get dancing girls. Oh, settle down. Settle down. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Well, my idea is I was going through the list and we have quite a list of past guests. I know we haven't done anyone lately. That sounded, yeah. that sounded weird. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we have, speak for yourself. We haven't had a guest I on the show lately. <laughs> but I'm looking back. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 18, if you count the three Easy Riders guys. 18 guests in the last two years. That's a pretty darn good number. Yeah. Nice. We've done a lot. Pretty impressive. Yeah. So the plan is I'm I'm reaching out to all prior guests that have made an appearance on the show and basically just trying to get an update. You know, what are they doing? What are they working on? What's coming up? Anything neat or interesting they want to share? Uh, we may get someone to call in. That's that's not guaranteed, but basically just getting an update. I I've already heard from uh, Ms. Aaron Shaw, as you remember from Jekyll and Hyde, and and of course that's where I got the update on them selling out at uh, Sturgis. So that's pretty neat. You know who I want to get back on the show? The Fashionista. The Fashionista, yeah. I hope we see her at Barber. She's supposed to be there. Yeah. Cool. That's, that's the other event we're going to, isn't it, Rich? Yes, the other event. Barber, 2016, October 6th through the 8th, 9th? 7th through the 9th. Yeah, somewhere in there. And, and guess what? What's that? I bought my ticket. Did you buy mine? Because you know you have to do that. <laughs> do I need to buy mine? <laughs> do, do I need to? Well, I already prepaid for the hotel. I'm just saying. Oh, okay. All right, all right, all right. No, it's mainly so I don't forget. You buy the ticket, you hold it, put it in your frunk, <laughs> along with my clothes and probably half the recording gear. <laughs> nice. Remember, you can try to sub have that in my bag. <laughs> all right, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Well, thanks, fellas. That kind of ran a little long, but I'm just so excited about the, the goozy. Now I got to figure out where the money's going to come from. Right. Yeah, I'm sure it'll come up from somewhere. The universe will provide it for you. Absolutely. Well, speaking of universe providing, I'd like to take a moment and thank all of our patrons for their continued support. And like we said, we welcomed a new member just recently. Like we said, Chris from Iowa. Uh, welcome aboard. We're glad to have you. And he's already melding in nicely with the rest of the group. So it's it's really fun. And it's really cool to see the the community piece take off. That's exactly what we wanted. Um, also want to mention that the loud pipes first five now has one slot remaining. So if you wish to be part of that crew, go ahead and check out loudpipes.net slash donate or the direct link is patreon.com slash studios. And we don't really talk about this, but I'll, I'll just kind of mention it quickly here. The reason we have sort of two different names, we have the loud pipes show and then we have RW studios is that, we've always intended to do more content. We've always from day one intended there would be a second, a third show, plus other things we do. We do videos from time to time and things like that. So a lot of times you see the R-Dub Studios name, that's just more of the, you know, the entity, if you will, than the show, of course, being Loud Pipes. So if there was some confusion there, I just wanted to throw that out. Uh, show notes for this episode, including links and some beautiful images from that flying fortress, can be found on our website, 
loudpipes.net slash 54 this go around. And in addition to the show notes, you'll find links to leave us some feedback, subscribe to the show, which is the best way to stay up to date, and follow us on social media. We are streaming live now once again. And like we said, the date is not always consistent. So watch our Twitter feed, watch the Facebook page, and you'll see when we go live. Generally blast that out about 30 minutes before we start the recording. Rico? Still there? Kick stands Uh-oh. up. Oh, no, Rico. Wait, I'll do it for him. Shabila. <laughs> All right. Kick stands up. Finish our beers and ride on out. Take care, everyone. Everyone be safe. This has been an RDub Studio production. Check us out at rdubstudios.com, iTunes, or Stitcher Radio.